Josh has accused me, rightfully so, of not taking a breath sometimes when I breathe. Oh, he was taking a breath there. Okay, so he actually let me in <laughs> on a conversation. That does happen, by the way. They, these are real conversations that we have. <laughs> so I said, why don't we have a conversation about the cadence of conversation? Why not? Let's do it. Launch out onto the loop with us today as we discuss this on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast or Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. All right. So let me start this conversation by saying another part of my life and I'm a bass player and one of my favorite players of all time is Sting. Now for maybe people who aren't as in the music world as other people, Sting is very much known for his singing and his songwriting. Right. Because that's how he made his money. A lot of it. But he plays bass. He's played bass in the police. He's played bass on his solo stuff. And that's what he did. And, yeah. And that's what he does. He leads from the front and the bottom. Mm-hmm. So he's always been an interesting case study for me. With Sting and his bass playing, the best way to describe it is concise and to the point. And he even says that he tries to find ways to say less with bass and still get the point across. Now, that's something musically that I have really uh, grabbed onto, especially in my later years as a musician. How can I say this with less? And how can I have more space in what I'm saying to have what I say more impactful? So here we are today. And I need to try to start doing that more because otherwise Josh can't share what he has to say. Well, I think that uh, when we started this podcast, it was different, right? So we had this idea how we talked together and we always had these conversations and we recorded some of it and we're like, that's not really that interesting to listen to or that's different. Why does that sound different? And I think part of it is we had to understand that people were going to be listening to it and they weren't going to be part of the conversation as it's happening. They're listening to it from after it's already happened. So that's a different type of listening and a different type of cadence that you need to have. I think what it also does too is Josh and I became very aware that there was probably shared references that we knew from years and years of friendship. Right. That unless you spelled it out, then people wouldn't necessarily know the full context of what you mean. And we want people to understand the context in which we're saying things. Yeah, because context was kind of our thing, right? Like that was what we started off with everything was make sure everybody understands the context of something so that they understand something correctly. Because everyone's heard a snippet of a conversation outside of the context and thought something totally different than what you're actually talking about. 
And people use that for their advantage to the disadvantage of others sometimes. They'll prey on the assumptions that people have in their mind about particular topics. Yeah. And anything about news media is ripe for that, depending on which outlet you like to listen to and which ways that your political leanings right. may go. It's very easy to run down the road without ever understanding context. And in kind of like today's uh, society of the, at least the United States, it's been very polarized and they've been using out of context, like taking things out of context on purpose. And so understanding the context of something is so important. So Brian and I wanted to have this conversation kind of on how we talk so that I think that other people can kind of like start analyzing maybe the way that other people are talking to them and understand like what they're actually saying to you. Sometimes they're saying things, but they're not really saying what they're saying. They're trying to get uh, elicit a response from you different than what they're saying. On a podcast, you don't see faces, at least not yet. Josh not, and I will make our video debut. <clears throat> eventually, <laughs> yes, because that's becoming a thing now, like super important. People want to yes. see people's faces, which I understand because that's a totally different, you're getting Experience. another, yeah, and you're getting another sense involved, not just hearing somebody, but seeing somebody at the same time. Those cues are really important to understand not only what's being said, but what is the meaning underneath it. And really, right. when we talk about the cadence, you have to, if you turn on the knob of going, will this person understand it, then that helps you kind of get into the right frame of mind. Now, honestly, for me, because I have lots of words that swirl in my head at times, I honestly felt like I had to say more so that people would know that I was qualified, especially as a young professional in the early part of my career, I needed to like, quote, prove myself that I knew what I was talking about. And sure. so in order to not feel like an imposter in the room, I, you know, kind of pulled myself up by my vocabulary bootstraps, <laughs> right. started to say many things. Well, and you wanted that like qualifier there, like, oh, this is I'm Brian. This is why I know this. This is how I know this. This is why you should listen to me. Hey, I'm I'm important kind of guy. Well, not even important, but this is why you should listen to me. Because a lot of people, I think today, especially in in just in conversation, are always asking like, well, why should I listen to you? Like, it, it, it does it even matter? What are your qualifications for this subject? And sometimes they're just qualifications are you're just the guy in the room, <laughs> you know? And I always found that, especially that if people aren't going to listen to you, they don't care what your qualifications are anyway. So that's why I always told Brian, hey, the number one qualification I have with anybody listening to us is they want to be here. Because if they don't want to be here, why are we even having the conversation? Yeah, it's wasted words at that point. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I think, a good lesson for anybody in life. Like if you're trying to convince somebody or talk to somebody, ask yourself the simple question, do they want to be here in the first place? Because if the answer is no, or I don't know, if the answer is not kind of like an unequivocal yes, like why are you even having the conversation? You know, I mean, you can always have like a, you can always be friendly and everything, but you'd always can't always change somebody's mind that really just isn't open to it. Yeah. And sometimes I think I have taken the persuasive approach when all is needed is more informational. Right. And sometimes people just want to know that. Now, what I've also found in, in my self-evaluation over the last, especially probably a couple of months or so, in the amount of words that I say and how fast I say them, 
is becoming comfortable with silence. And we had a podcast about the sound of silence. One thing that is really difficult sometimes in the silence is the risk of being misunderstood. Sure. Now with that though, there's also the potential to really be understood by not filling the air with many platitudes or whatever it might be. Right. Using the silence as a explanation point or exclamation point of what you're saying, like to punctuate what you're saying as serious, not just thinking you have to talk all the time, just to reiterate that same point over and over. A conversation by its nature is not one way. It's at least two way, if not more, depending on the amount of participants in the conversation. So let me go back to my musician analogy, right? A bass player's job is to lay fundamental notes, right? The low notes. Now, in a power trio like the police, Sting had to move around a little bit more, and so did Andy Summers on guitar and Stuart Copeland. They had to choose when they were playing and when they weren't, and they had a lot of sonic space they could fill because there's only three guys, right? Now listen to a band like Rush. Three guys. They make a lot of sound for three guys. And there's two different approaches. Like one is filling with, with lots more information. The other one is less information. But it's no less impactful. It's the impact that you want to have. Now, in, in that situation, I'll say that I would prefer, like in a musical situation, I will say less so that another instrument like a guitar, piano, sure. or especially a vocalist has room to express what they need to say. And I am being that support role for them. And that's a fun place to be because I'm not competing for dynamic space because my instrument actually lives in a different frequency than vocals. So I need to choose, though, in that power dynamic, how I'm expressing myself to not overpower, but to complement. And honestly, sometimes in conversation, I think more about power than I do complimenting. And that's a thing I'm learning in my conversations. Right. And I think like, Everyone learns that. Like I, I, And I think there are some times when you're having a conversation where it's more, it has to be more abrasive and more one-sided. And that's more of a, a speech. You know, that's more of like you talking to your children is not a conversation usually. You know, it's usually like, okay, you need to do this, this, and this. That's you just telling them what to do and they're just supposed to do it, right? But sometimes you're having the conversation and it is a back and forth. Like, oh, I'll do that later because I got this now or whatever. That's a whole different cadence and that's a different type of attitude you start those conversations totally different like you don't go like i don't go to work and my boss doesn't say well I'd really like if you did this and this you know they say hey you got to do this and this josh and i'm like okay i just do it right now sometimes i'm like well why because i want to be snarky or whatever and i i might say something back like hey let's do it this way because it's better now that's just me using my experience and knowing that that conversation is like that i'm like okay you know, my boss might say, you know what, you're right, but we can't do it that way today because of this and this. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just do it how you want. Um, those types of things, that's you reading the room too, like understanding what is required of you in this situation, understanding the context you're in. If you're with your boss, if you're with your family, you're going to have whole different ways you talk to people. Your best friend, like Brian and I, we talk to each other totally different than we would talk to someone we just met. You know, and like when we are, even when we're together and we talk to somebody we just met, we talk differently, (laughs) you know, and it's like Brian and I can still pick up on each other's cues of things if we need to like lead the conversation somewhere. 
But that's just the experience we have with each other. And I think you always pull your own experience into all these conversations. So don't, it's, it's super important, right, Brian? It is important. And when you assume people have a certain experience that coming in, especially in a group of diverse people or people you've just met, that's a dangerous thing. And I, I don't mean dangerous necessarily life-threatening, although, you know, there, there are people who hold positions of power where it really is a life or death situation. And you really have to learn how to not only read them emotionally, motivationally, historically, whatever that might be, you come into that and you try to meet them where they are to start that thing. Do they prefer you to be more formal? You know, having moved from Minnesota and coming down to Nashville years and years ago, there was a lot of lot more sir and ma'am. And it wasn't like Minnesotans were like not respectful to people per se, but it was just more of the vocabulary of saying sir, ma'am. Even now with teachers, you say Miss So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. That's just more of the cadence of what they would expect until you become familiar with it. Recently, I redid my Clifton Strengths Finder, and there's a few things that kind of, there's a couple of things that moved, three of them kind of stayed the same. But one of the questions that it asked was, are you a futurist or are you a historian? And the way that assessment works is that you kind of have to choose, I'm strongly this one or that one, and I guess you can put neutral, I, I, if say like, I'm kind right. of both, both. and. Yeah. how you lean, you know, understanding where you want to take the conversation is important. And only knowing historical stuff is not going to help you have the future conversation as far as intent. What it will do is give you an understanding of a place where you might start the conversation. Right. See, I don't think history should ever define the future. I think it should inform the decisions we make today that change the future. Right. And I mean, I think I think that's like a great spot to kind of leave this whole episode on, huh, Brian? Just let people chew on that a little bit. We're going to leave some silence at the end of this episode to think on these things. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a pause in the conversation. And there it is, folks, the awkward pause for you to consider these things. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank you.